Yo, welcome to episode 91 of Just Another Knicks Fan, hosted by your host, Jack F. Yeah, live from the gutter. Yeah. And I was listening to that song, Live from the Gutter, with Future and shit. Drake and shit. Tough song. Tough song. I, I like the part where Future started rapping like he had like a real, real raspy voice, you know? Fire track, though. Fire track. I fuck with it. I don't know what made me say that shit in the intro, but I, I did. I did. Episode 91. It's opening day the NBA season. That's what's up. But like, yo, fuck, yo, Knicks play tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm hyped, but like, Knicks play tomorrow. God damn, gotta wait another day for we play the C's, the Bostonian Celtics. And yo, let's get. To, there's no when we refer to the Garden as Madison Square Garden, not TD Bank Garden. Whatever this shit's called in Boston, with all due respect. I'm not calling that shit the garden in, in, in Boston. That's not the garden. The garden, you know, it's in Madison Square Garden. It's in New York, Manhattan, Penn Station. Y'all already know what it is. Most famous arena in the whole entire world. Put some respect on that shit. Play the seeds tomorrow. I got to see what's up with Jalen Brown because he's on one of my fantasy teams. And I heard he's out due to COVID protocols. Fuck. I hope he's good, though. I hope he's healthy. Like, don't get it misconstrued. I hope he's good. I hope it's not too serious. I'm not sure if he's vaccinated or not. Not that it matters. I just hope he's healthy. And, you know, we'll see what happens there. But, yo, through, over, the, over the weekend, I saw some Will Chamberlain footage in HD. And in, I never thought I would see some HD Will Chamberlain footage. And... To a lot of people, surprise is not mine. The only thing I was surprised about was seeing it is this motherfucker had the bank shot on Smash. Like, you know how people call Tim Duncan, like, you know, Mr. Bank Shot? Will Chamberlain been had that shit, man. Nothing new under the sun, bro. And 55 to 60% of his shots was the fadeaway bank shot. Because who blocking that shit? Nobody. So, you know, people just thought it was just dunk, 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 dunk. Dunk, 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 dunk. I'm pretty sure that shit gave them a new perspective, too. Just seeing him with all those fadeaways, like it was not easy. He was, you know, fading away left, fading away right, fading away in the paint, fading away in the middle of the paint, off backboards, on that, all kinds of different flavors. The man with more wild flavors than motherfucking now layers. That's me, that's me, though, that's me. So... So people, you know, like I said, yo, they, they, it was always on some, yo, he just played a bunch of short dudes, et cetera, et cetera. I think people are going to realize that what would have been a beast today, too. You know, he's a fucking Giselle on the court back then. And some of the things he's able to, things he was able to do, you know what, people still ain't able to do. You know? So it's going to be very interesting, man. Like the more of the HD footage that comes out from the 60s, hopefully... You know, those legends get the proper respect on their name as well. And, you know, we'll see how this stuff progresses. I mean, technology, when used in the right way, is a beautiful tool. It's an amazing thing. And I'm glad that we were able to see that uh, for, for Will Chamberlain and for his legacy. Uh, I felt like it's often, you know, dragged through the mud, often disrespected. But it is what it is. You know, you just got to deal with it. You can only control what you can control. But as far as opening day today, it's Bucks versus Nets. 
Then it's the Lakers versus Warriors. You know, good, good couple of games to start the season. I think it's interesting setup. You know, we want to see LeBron versus Curry. We want to see the rematch of the the Bucks and the fucking Nets, yo. You know what I'm saying? We'll see what's up. But I'm just waiting for tomorrow, honestly. Knicks versus Celtics. And I think it's going to be a great. I think these two games are going to be great. Like, I'm definitely tuning in for the Nets-Bucks game. And the Lakers-Warriors, I'll watch some of it. But I, I'm at that age in my life where I got to prioritize my sleep, bro. My sleep is important. So I'm going to definitely prioritize that. So if it's like I'm gonna, I want to see Melo hit a couple of shots and I'm going to go to sleep after that because my sleep is important now. But I'm excited that the NBA is back. And what I will say is I saw some of the WNBA playoffs this year. The games are pretty good. Uh, I want to congratulate the Chicago Sky for, for winning the championship. And now that the WNBA season is over, uh, that means the NBA season is going to start, baby. So that was like the positive of the WNBA season ending. Uh, I know a few people were like, man, the season's really over. I was like, yeah, man, it really is. So the positive thing is the NBA season started. So literally a couple of days afterwards. So uh, that's what's up. That's what's up, man. That's all I got to say. That's what's up. So we out here, Bucks, Nets, Lakers, Warriors, and tomorrow, every other team that are not those two teams will be making their debut. And my concern is obviously the Knicks. And so I think that's a great first game to start the season for both teams. You know, division rivals. And both got a lot to prove. Like, we don't know who's going to be better this season. But you can make a case for both teams. And that's the beauty of it. And I'm excited, yo. Like, because just the way we played in the preseason, it was fun. It felt the intensity. And now, just to see it, it's going to be raised up another notch. Just to see Mitchell Robinson back again. And I was able to take him off my uh, injured list in the fantasy league. It felt good. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Um, just to see if RJ can add, add another dimension to his game. To see how Julius is going to respond to, you know, the season he had last year. Uh, the player performance that he had last year, which wasn't, I guess, his best showing. But in a way, that that probably motivated him to, to, to push it to take it up another notch. And I want to see how D-Rose responds to the season he had last year. I want to see how... If Thibodeau himself, like, if, you know, that was a great thing that he did playing, you know, OB Toppin and, and Julius Randle. I want to see how often he goes to that lineup. I want to see how often he goes to the D-Rose-Kemba combo, which could be nightmarish defensively for us. But you never know when it's going to be needed quickly. I like Burks. Like, how is these two, how are these players going to be implemented and which way the team's going to, you know, Garrett, like, will, will Alex Burks, Alec, Alec Burks, I keep calling him Alex, but will Alec Burke, how, how, how was, like, it's interesting, like, you got him coming off the bench, you got Quickly coming off the bench, D. Rose coming off the bench, like, is Thibodeau ever going to do, like, a, a swap, he's just going to swap five players in and out at times, there's various combinations that he could use, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, from, from from what I've seen so far and the way Thibodeau coached in the playoffs, you know, he was sticking with his guys that got him there. There's nothing wrong with that, but 
I like the fact that you know, he tried different combinations. It is a preseason, yes, but I like the fact that he tried different combinations. I think that he realizes that. I think that we all realize that, like, we just gotta something's not working. Try something else, and at the same time, there's nothing wrong with having faith in your guys that got you there. So, but at the same time, you gotta be innovative. You can't get stuck in one way, and I think he realized that as well. And McBride, Grimes, I haven't said Grimes' name not once, I think. But he had a great outing on, on Saturday, too. Was it Friday? I don't remember. Man's had a great outing. So, what I see from the teams, I, they upped it up from 41 and a half to 42 and a half wins this season. But if I had to predict, I'm going to go with 48 34, 49 33. At worst, 44-38-38. At best, 52-30. and 30, But uh, I'm going with the 48-34 record. I, I like their chances. I, I like the continuity is there, the chemistry is there. And I couldn't always say that about this team. So it feels great just being able to say that. And honestly, I feel like... Yo, the summer sort of went by fast and slow at the same time because I think about it like the playoffs just felt like yesterday, but it didn't always feel like that. It didn't always feel like that. And Julie's got a new son. That's what's up, bro. Congrats. D Rose got engaged. Congrats. And he did it in grand fashion, man. He did it in the garden. He had the whole beautiful setup. Maybe I'll plan on doing that in the future. You know, get everything <coughs> set up in the garden. Make it look all gangster. You know, getting it done in the Mecca. That's pretty gangster, man. Pretty gangster. You know, but going into the season, uh, we got to make sure that, you know, D-Rose, Kemba, that they're healthy and they're not worn out by the end of the season. I think we got the proper surroundings to do. We got quickly, we got Alec Burks. We got McGrath, we got Bronk, Grimes. So we got multiple pieces to make sure that um, D-Rose and Kemba Walker, they don't get worn out because I think that their play throughout the regular season will be more important. But I think in the playoffs is where they're going to make their name. So when they play against... One second, yo. Like, like D-Rose, we've seen how important he was in the playoffs. He's damn near our best player. And that's what I'm saying when we got to preserve D-Rose and, and Kemba Walker. I'm not saying load manage them to the max. I'm just saying I get the vibes, man. Y'all get the vibes, man. And I guess, you know, also playing. Fuck, man, I said you know again. But basically, you know, playing the young guys throughout the season, playing everybody, you just don't know who the fuck is going to show up in the playoffs and who's going to be that key piece in the playoffs. Like, I was surprised. With Obi, what he was doing in the playoffs, like it was nothing crazy, but for some reason he he was. I like what he was doing out there. So you just don't know who's gonna show up in the playoffs, who's gonna come in the clutch, who's gonna uh, just be that mismatch for the opposition. You know, sometimes there's always that one random play that becomes un- unstoppable for for some unexpected reason or catches fire, like you know, like Booby Booby Gibson did against the Pistons, Ben Gordon on the board. Like you just don't know who's gonna be sometimes. And the Knicks have more than enough players for that to happen. 
And I just got some breaking news that, uh, yo, Ben Simmons got suspended for for the first game of the season uh, for conduct detrimental to the team. And I saw some of the footage of, of the Sixers practice yesterday. And Mans was, excuse me, dead ass. Was practicing with a phone in his pocket. Like, yo, like, dog, ah, come on, son. Even I don't play ball with the phone in my pocket, bruh. Bruh. And if I do, probably got some zippers so shit don't fall out. Come on, man. Shoot. And he looked like he really want to be there. I mean, it's under, uh, we all understand that. Like, he, he don't want to be there. We get it. But, yo, you are a professional, bro. You setting a bad example for a lot of people out there, man. I'm not sure if, if you care. I'm not sure if that he should care. But I just feel like all he's doing right now is fucking up his bag and his reputation. And a lot of times, those are two very important things, man. Your bag and your rep. So you want to fuck that up? That's on him. I mean, I know he got M's on top of M's on top of M's in his account. But still. Still, bro. Like, just be a professional, bro. And this is one of the few situations where... I, I'm not. I don't think Ben Simmons is in a position to defend himself. I respected him coming back to training camp because he ain't trying to fuck up that bag. And you know, here he is trying to fuck up his bag again. And everything Joel Embiid said, you no, know, he's entitled to say it. He, I mean, he really ain't saying nothing wrong. So, you know, he basically said, let's just paraphrase. Basically, yo, we're not here to. We're not. We get paid to play ball. We're not here to get paid to babysit. So. I completely agree with it. I really didn't get to see what Doc Rivers said, but it's crazy, yo. Like, yo, dogs, just be professional about the situation, bro. How bad do you do you really if you really want to leave, bro? You got to fucking short on the court, yo. Like, that's going to leverage your fucking situation. It's going to help the situation by you getting on the basketball court, basically. So how bad do you really want to leave? And going from that locker room where you're going to have a lot of lack, it's a small basketball community, bro. And you're going to another team, and all they're going to do is hit up for, like a lot of former players, probably play for the Sixers. A lot of like, current players probably play for the Sixers or play with someone on that team at some point. And they're like, yo, what was the vibe like? What was the vibe like? Ain't nobody trying to cater their whole locker room, their whole team towards Ben Simmons right now. So I, I think he needs a reality check on that as well. Like, yo, anybody trying to, like, cater, like, Destiny Child's cater to you type shit right now, bro. But I don't think that's the situation at hand right now. But that's what Ben Simmons is making seem as if he should be catered to right now. Yeah. All you have to do is just dunk the ball, man. Just dunk the ball, game six, whatever. I forgot what fucking game that shit was, man. But, yo, all you have to do is dunk the shit, bro. Dunk it. Miss dunk, fuck it, man. We live with it. We laugh at it. But you went for the dunk, bruh. Bruh. You can't underperform and then ask for a trade. That's not how it works. Trying to change the rules up out here. You know, this, you know, the, you know what Jedekin said, right? Change the game, don't let the game change you. But this is different. Like, he's not whack, but you're making yourself look whack right now, bro. But we see what happens. <coughs> like, this situation is way worse to me than Kyrie's situation, but it is what it is, man. Oh, what I did forget to harp upon was, 
I'm digging the Kyrie. I mean, R.J. Barrett and, and Coach Thibodeau's chemistry, man. Their vibe, their energy. I like that shit, man. They really got each other's back. It's a beautiful thing to see. That's a catering situation, man. Tip's like, yo, I'm going to cater to you. R.J. Barrett's like, yo, I'm going to cater to you, too. And they catering towards New York basketball. That's what matters. They catering towards the right things. And I just peeped that once again, the Knicks are the most valuable franchise in the NBA. What does that really mean in the grand scheme of things? I don't know. I don't care. It's just good that we number one at something. And I love like reading the comments when they be like, yo, the Knicks suck, though. How they number one? Yo, the Knicks suck, though. How they... Shut up. We number one because we're New York. And we're the Knicks. And we love basketball. And we love our team. That's why we're number one. I'm surprised that the Warriors came in number two, though. Because you would think LeBron, he's damn near a franchise himself. The Lakers, you know, their legacy speaks for themselves. It's usually the Knicks and the Pistons. The Knicks and the Lakers, number one and two every year in Forbes. But the Warriors are number two now behind the New York Knicks. We are the New York Knicks. They behind, like, now the Warriors are behind the Knicks. Like, they, it was Steph Curry. Yo, they gave Steph Curry what? 200 mil? Man's not paid enough, bro. Curry made these motherfuckers, the Warriors, the second most valuable franchise in the NBA. The leap, I, I didn't think the Warriors would leapfrog the Lakers in terms of value. But if I had to pick between buying the Lakers and the Warriors, I'm buying the Lakers, yo. Fuck. First of all, they're cheaper. Um, number two, uh, the Lakers are still the Lakers. They, they they don't need, like, LeBron don't even got to be there. They're still top two, top three. Like, that name alone, the Knicks. We've had um, Langston Galloway, Frank Williams. Shout out to both of them. As our starting point guards at some point, and we were still top three most valuable franchises in the NBA. And the Lakers, the same thing, man. They had Robert Sacre. You know, they had quite a few players. Uh, shout out to Xavier Henry. He was a baller. They were top three. Still top three valuable franchise. The Warriors, like, I know they're in Silicon Valley. The big, like, big tech area. All of that shit, Bay Area. Shout outs to y'all, too. And when Curry leave. Clay Lee, Draymond, you know what I'm saying? Out of the fold. Will they still hold that top three position? I don't know. But you got to give Curry his props for doing that shit, man. Yeah, I know it wasn't just Curry. It was Draymond, Clay Thompson, Kevin Dur- Kevin motherfucking Durant. His name is Kevin Durant. Played a big part in that shit. You know, Kevin Durant, obviously, he came in there for just a couple of years. But, man, two finals MVPs. He did what he was supposed to do out there. Well, that's crazy. Shout-outs to them. Shout-outs to the New York Knicks. More importantly, regular season starts today. I got the Nets winning. And I got got the Lakers winning today. And tomorrow, so many games. But I I want the Knicks to win. And that's episode 91, y'all. Y'all be good. We up out of here. You heard? Skirt, skirt.